Welcome to the Sovereign Divinity Podcast, where I will be discussing topics of awakening, empowerment, divinity, spiritual growth, multidimensionality, to help you remember who you truly are as a divine multidimensional being, here to create your heaven on earth and be of service to the planet and to humanity. I am your host, Abigail Mensa Bonsuk, divine embodiment coach and mentor, divine feminine activator, and a multidimensional healer. Before we get started, it would be very helpful if you leave a review on iTunes for my podcast. Your response and feedback really helps more people discover this podcast. Also head over to my website, moongoddessacademy.com, where you can find out more about my programs, courses, my one-on-one mentorships, virtual sisterhood, and books. String on his wrist, remind him of his goals, he ain't gonna miss. Too much opportunity to trip on bullshit. Lift his vibration, sharpest tools, get shark tooth around his neck for protection. Thick skin from all the fire that he stepped in. He's hello, hello, wonderful people. Hello, welcome to this week's Southman Divinity Podcast. And this week, I invited Janita back, Janita D'Souza, um, back so that we can dive into it, just sacred chat about Tantra, because I know you've heard that before. I know, like, you know, you have a, a preconceived notion about what it is, but I really wanted us to dive into that and get some real answers on that and why it's important for us to understand that tradition and the benefits from it. So welcome back, Janita. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Abigail, for thinking of me and yeah, for doing this again. I love talking to you. I love what you do. And it's such an honor and pleasure to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Oh, it is my pleasure. So just in case um, when some of the audience didn't catch like your, our previous chat, just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I am a Taoist tantric uh, feminine arts teacher, and I work with women uh, incorporating the Taoist and tantric uh, feminine principles so that they can overcome their overwhelm, burnout, and body shame in their everyday lives, and and create uh, a new lifestyle that is in congruence with their desires. So I do this through online circles and in-person sacred feminine retreats and uh, that's like the shortest introduction I can give to you (laughs) (laughs) I know and again if you guys really want to like hear more I know a a big part of her work is also goddess work too so the last episode we talk about the dark feminine and what it means and and we really dove into that so I really invite you to go check out that podcast interview and just dive into that and then come back and then listen to more on this one so with that said let's start with this what is tantra it's really interesting um I was thinking, okay, where to begin our conversation with? <laughs> and, and Tantra, I think it's such a familiar word, but it's also so misunderstood. And I know that, you know, when, when, when you say the word Tantra to people, um, particularly in the West, I would say, 
Um, and I'll come back to what is in the East as well, because I'm not trying to, you know, discriminate here, but it, it, I'm speaking out of my experience coming from an Indian background and living in London and working with yeah. um, in the UK and US. So, um, so yeah, so when you say Tantra, all they can imagine is hot sex and you know, multiple orgasms and the crazy positions, Kama Sutra and Pussy Pleasure and all of that. And and it has been, and when I say to people that I teach Tantra and they're like, mm, so this woman, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's really funny because I kind of like was a bit taken aback, like, okay, what is going on? And it's quite true. This is what we know in the West Tantra all about. So for me, um, it was really important to begin sharing um, this lineage where I come from and the, the whole aspect, of course, there is this aspect of, uh, you know, pussy pleasure and hot sex and all of that, but then there is a whole other spectrum that is not um, taught. And what I've noticed is that even in India, uh, even in the East, it has majorly lost its original essence and it's considered mm. as something like black magic. Um, so when you say that I'm a tantrika and they think of you as like, okay, she's into witchcraft and black mm. magic and things like that. So I really feel that, you know, because if tantra had been considered as something which is dangerous for a society and it has been, you know, just like the feminine principle has been subsequently suppressed um, or destroyed, you know, this original essence has been destroyed. Um, one of the ladies even asked me like, oh, Tantra, that means you, you get high on some mind altering breath work and then you have multiple orgasms uh, with some unconventional guru. And what? <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> I'd like to experience that, but what is she talking about? <laughs> you know, um, it's an easy way to awakening. That's, that's the misunderstanding I see, the misconception I see. And if you look at the literal word of Tantra, it means to weave. So basically, Tantra is a Sanskrit word that translates to weaving. So Tantra in its whole is becoming, you know, weaving with life. That is becoming one with life in all aspects of your being. And in a way that helps you expand your consciousness. So you become aware of everything and 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 anything and you become one with that so that, that feels so true that feels so true to me the weaving becoming one with life and you know the and it's very interesting how we've taken that that big you know like the main definition of it and just taking just a little part of it and emphasized mm -hmm. it like this is what tantra is it's about hot sex and you know the positions yeah. but that's like a little sliver of it so yeah yeah that's that's true and it's really interesting um because tantra is is actually a spiritual science that um that kind of focuses on the importance of body as a temple for the divine. You know, yes. it considers body as this microcosm um, in which the soul resides. 
and its purpose is to understand the workings of the entire universe. And for that, you have to weave in through everything and all that is present around you. Yes. So that's where Tantra goes back into. So I began to do some research that, so what happened? Why are people only talk about, talking about hot sex? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, what happened? And so I'm going to tell you a little bit of like history, what I found in my research, which was quite interesting that there are different names to Tantra. There are different types of Tantra. So what people mostly talk about uh, Tantra in the West is actually Neo-Tantra. Mm. So Neo-Tantra is like the modern version of the traditional Tantra. So there had been some pioneers, I would say there was a British pioneer um, early in the early 19th century. And then there was one of the American, the first American tantric uh, pioneer in the early 19th century as well. Sorry, early uh, 1910, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think his name was um, Pierre Bernard something. He's the first American yogi, if you actually look him up. So these people were very fascinated by, by this ancient Indian lineage and they decided to bring elements of it back home and give it out to people in ways that they, it'll be easy to digest and spread mm. the concept. Yes. So, so the Neo-Tantra then became mostly focused on sexuality. Um, these days, some refer to them as sacred sexuality. So Neo-Tantra is what we know in the West um, as Tantra, and mm. its focus mm. is mostly on um, using sexuality as a path to spiritual awareness or uh, activation or higher levels of consciousness. So that's like the modern version, what we know and why we know. However, the classical Tantra uh, so the, so the Neo-Tantra focuses mostly on uh, only the lower chakras, the lower energy centers of our body, whereas the classical um, Tantra is about the three energy centers of our body, the three centers of consciousness, they say, which is the womb consciousness, the heart consciousness, and our um, the third mm -hmm. eye consciousness. So it concentrates on all of these aspects rather than just one so this is like the one major difference that I found yeah. out and that's a huge one you know one just focusing on just that um the sacral chakra right and then having you know the real ones like the balance having those three major centers and merging those two like I feel like that's more expansive you know like that yeah it's more expansive than just the one and it's also balanced too yeah, that's that. It focuses on um, how do I say? It focuses on liberating the body fully, not just sexually, but opening up all our energy channels to to heal any blockages, so that we can become whole as um, as a being. So it's not just about uh, revolving around sex, but yes. more about um, all the other aspects that make us human. Uh, inclusive of sex so that's really interesting um difference between classical and neo-tantra yeah. and it gets even more complicated from there <laughs> i bet 
I know. So if you actually look back at the lineage, the Tantra originated from various parts of India, China, and Tibet. Mm-hmm. So it goes back centuries, um, centuries, and hundreds and hundreds of centuries ago. And according to those uh, lineage, there were only two types of Tantra. So there were two types of Tantra, which is, I can actually go a little bit uh, practice into those um, Sanskrit words, and I can explain how it looks in the Western term. So the one type is called Agama, and the other type is called Nigama. And these are the two main types of Tantra. Um, Agama is the path where you practice all those traditional spiritual Hindu practices like Kundalini Yoga, the Kriya Yoga, the mandalas, chantings, mantras, all of that. So this aspect of Tantra is all about purification, refinement Mm -hmm. of heart, mind, body, soul, that we define what is unconditional love in our own essence. So it's, that's one aspect of um, Tantra, one type. And the other type is the Nigama, which focuses mainly on transforming sensuality, sexuality into spiritual realms. So mm. this is about the idea of looking into that which is forbidden or the taboos in order for us to release those trapped energy. So this is where the work like the uni work, intimacy work, the sex magic work comes into. So this in entirety comprises of classical tantra. Wow. I can see, it's very interesting how they're separated like that. I can see how they work together beautifully if they're put together, you know, the purification of the body, you know, all of the body, and then now going in to remove those limitations and transforming and um, mm-hmm. also raising that frequency to, um, to a higher level, you know, like it all begins with that purification. So it makes sense. I can see how they both work together, but I can also see how divided allows us to kind of take it in in like little bits and chew on it instead of a big chunk to try to chew on it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've also noticed is that these two have become two, uh, two different types of spiritual approaches in many, uh, many other settings. So somebody only focuses on yoga or somebody only focuses on sexuality. And, and so, yeah, I think it's just that if we are confining ourselves to um, not the whole aspect of our being, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to see that. Fascinating. So those two um, main classifications, are they the two main lineages or are there more lineages? So these are the two main and everything stems below because then there are like right-hand Tantra, left-hand Tantra, white Tantra, red Tantra, but mm-hmm. these, are, these all fall under the parent Agama and Nigama. And uh, if you actually look, uh, Agama and Nigama are dialogues between God and Goddess. So for example, Agama are, so the diff- one of the major difference also between classical Tantra and the Neo Tantra is that uh, in classical Tantra, the teachings are scripture based. So these have been written centuries ago and there are set texts 
and certain discipline is followed. You know, there is a lot of practice and um, a hierarchy of things to practice, the way to practice. Whereas Neo-Tantra, which is the modernized version, is more based on experiences of people brought together and uh, packaged into something that could work for someone else. So it's just like what you, you can practice and what I practice, and then we combine something and then we create. So both has its goodness. I'm not trying to say like, oh my God, Neo-Tantra, you know, plagiarized or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, both has its own goodness and uh, weight in its own stand. So um, the, the classical um, tantra is based on the, the dialogue between gods and goddesses. So Agama is the scripture based on what the goddess asked God. Hmm. So, so the goddess asked the god and the god responded the practices in terms of um, yoga, the kriya yoga, the mantras, the mandala. So more kind of like a masculine practice. Yes. Yeah, and and when you and nigama is the response of the god as uh, so sorry the nigama god asked questions and the goddess re responded. So so this is the goddess version, which is more about sensuality, sexuality, the taboo, intimacy, and all of that. So that's why we can also see the masculine feminine difference in the, these two spiritual practices as well. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Fascinating. You know, I, I love that you you talked about the difference, you know, the classic and the neoclassic, because we need to understand that, you know, like they have their purpose, but we need to know where it all began. And, you know, like the foundation of it upon which everything else was built, because I've heard the white tantra, the red tantra, like I've heard all the names, but I didn't know they stemmed from these two, you know, ancient, you know, practices, you know, I didn't know that part. And so I feel like it's such a powerful practice that we need to understand the foundation of it and why it was even introduced as a tool for humanity to use. So thank you for differentiating those and teaching us that. Yeah. Thank so, you. And now it's going, yeah. um, like now new forms are coming out, like pink tantra and dark tantra and all of that. And I'm like, okay, let's stop. <laughs> let's not confuse. Because <laughs> I think dark tantra is more about BDSM and all of this kinky stuff. So that's interesting. And the pink tantra is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Okay, I need to stop here because... <laughs> the I'm pink and the white and the reds and the black yeah. and it's like it gets confusing you know I can you know if you're not from that tradition like you who who've had that ancient wisdom ingrained in you like it's confusing it's like where do I even begin you know like yeah. tantra has always been so fascinating to me but I understood it as a form of spiritual teaching before mm. I even heard about the sexuality aspect of it because I understand that in order for us to really be in that sexual bliss, we need to understand our spirituality in our humanity. And so that's how I always saw it, but I didn't understand what that really looked like broken down. So that's why I was like so excited to dive into it with you. So with that said, like how, how do we, where do we even begin? You know, like how do you, is this something that you need to work with a practitioner? How do you find a practitioner? What kind of practitioner? Like that whole thing. Yeah, yeah please lead us. 
So this is a very um, sensitive topic here because again, um, I to be in uh, all honesty, uh, what I have noticed is that um, women who have come to work with me have um, been like traumatized after their experiences of yep. some yeah. practitioners. Um, so, and because of uh, because of the ways that Tantra has been sold in the West, and I want to be really um, straightforward in this, in the sense that I'm not trying to take sides, but I'm just trying to say what I have experienced and what is also present, um, how to find a good Tantra practitioner. Um, one of the things that I always tell somebody who asks me this question is, just don't fall for a fancy website or branded photography and you know book yourself a consultation and just go for it because anyone can do that. However, integrity is not with everyone. So if you are thinking that, okay, I need a support, I want to work with somebody or I want a guidance um, of a person, then what I say is that ask for recommendations, ask in your community, ask people. I, I was highly suggest take personal recommendations, ask people in that field. And we like, I recommend uh, other and somebody recommends other. So we recommend each other. It's really important to find your way through personal recommendations, spe specifically in the field of Tantra practitioners, because there are a lot of them who are not in integrity and a lot of them who have just read some textbooks, attended one or two retreats and have started. And um, a lot of them have different intentions. Yes. So, yeah. so you have to really feel them. And, um, and then there may be situations that you don't know anybody and there's no one to recommend you. Then I invite those women to become really in charge of their, their sovereignty and send them inquiry ask them your questions, share them, you know, your concern, see how they respond, feel them, and it really like interview them because you will all hand over a very vulnerable part of you to this practitioner. So I can give you an example in this. For, um, so I have had women in my dark feminine retreat from like random sources who just saw what's on the website and they were like, okay, I need this and I'm going. So those women write to me to inquire and uh, they, they share the inhibition and I, I share how, how it can be for you, how it cannot be, what I can do. So I, I take them to a process where they can decide if they want to come or not because I don't want to, for them to come and then you know they, they come back or they go back with something, uh, a deeper wounded self. That's not good for them, that's not good for me. So, so this is really important that we must think that, you know, this whole guru personification is out of order, <laughs> you know, <laughs> really. Um, no one, if, if somebody acts like a guru to you and expects things to be like, like you to be a dedicated student, there's already something out of integrity here. You know? So I don't uh, recommend that. How has your experience been, Abigail, in this? I, I really love that you're talking about the sovereignty because for me, it's been self-steady, you know, like, because I have no idea, you know, and even if I've heard someone say, I do, you know, I teach Tantra, like I'm, question, I'm questioning them, like, how are you? I'm really taking my time to 
really feel into it. And I'm not going to say yes, just because your website is pretty or because <laughs> you have all these recommendations, like, what are you doing? And, you know, for me, one of the first questions I would ask is to try to see if you understand the spiritual connection between, you know, the, the body and spirit when it comes to Tantra, if you're missing that step, I know you're missing the whole point of it. Right. But for me, yeah. it's been self-study and like just researching on my own. It's like being empowered on my own. And that's how I understood that Tantra is not just about sex. That was just a tiny aspect of it. There's so mm -hmm. much more to it. It's, you know, it's an ascension process, but it's also an embodiment process. Um, and, you know, for me, the way when it comes to working with people, when I step into a question, I send that to the universe and the universe always will send me the right person. Yeah. You know, like it never fails, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest advice I'll give, you know, the listeners, if this is something, I mean, you know, someone now, I mean, that's why I'm interviewing you. So if you're like, I don't, I have no idea. Now you do, you know, talk to Jonita, you know, talk to her about it. See, you know, if you can work with her or if she has recommendations for you, now you have options, but you know, really feel like you, you are your own guru. You have your own answers. And when you are going to work with someone, don't go at it disempowered. Go at it as I am empowered, but I'm going to learn more about myself. Is this person the right fit for me? Is this person in the right energy to be able to handle all my goodness, all of it, the good and the bad, the vulnerable, the, the power? Like, is this person the right place and the right mind and the right spirit? We need to ask these important questions and stop looking at gurus and people that are higher up there. We need to really do this. I mean, there, there's some people that are, you know, more, well, what am I looking for? Like they've been doing the work longer. They, you know, like they, they're fancy because they've been doing the work longer and there are exceptions to that. Right. And, but they're still humble. Like you can find these people when you, when you're drawn to them, they're still very humble. They're still doing the, the foundation work. The, the, the integrity is intact throughout everything exactly. they do. Yeah. Exactly. And, and when you, Oh, go ahead, sorry, sorry. No, go for it. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to say that this is why I ask, uh, I suggest to uh, send them inquiry and, 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 and notice their response, you know, what kind of response, how, and try to sense them through their responses. And these days, it can be also easy because you can see how they are on social media and stuff. Many times, you know, there are good uh, tantra practitioners, but I just do not resonate with them. Yes. For some and, and it also is your personality base. I would like someone who is not like, you know, um, uh, all over the place. And some people may like that. Some people may not. So, you know, um, uh, I am a person who only likes to go for small, uh, intimate retreats where there are not yes. plenty of people. Um, so you, you can really sense all of that. So as you said, do not enter this space thinking that you're broken and this person will fix you rather than thinking that, okay, you know, I've got this money, I'm, I'm investing this money, you know, I'm paying this person because I know this person can support me and support is different than, you know, making you uh, healed or in, in different yes. ways they project. Another thing that I got reminded is that um, there are plenty of tantra retreats happening all over the world. And uh, for women, where, they, where do they begin? It is really important that 
um, when if they are stepping into a tantric uh, retreat for the first time, they go for they begin with a woman's only tantra retreat because um, I've had this personal experience and also with a few other of the ladies that I've worked with that you know we see tantra uh, and then. Um, the retreat or advertisement sometimes it's not it's not clearly mentioned if it's a mixed retreat uh, nudity is involved so you've got to take all of these into consideration and women when enter uh, or anyone in particular when you enter this uh, retreat you you are in a very fragile space and um, many times it is the sisterhood that also holds you through this experience and I'm not saying I'm not saying that stay away from men, but it can create more damage. Um, I have had this um, personally. It, I think um, it wasn't my first retreat. I went through a, a, a tantric uh, practitioner retreat, and after several retreats, I dared to go to a mixed one, and I came back totally shocked in my body. Mm. It was. It was one of the good uh, learning experiences, but I will never do that again. And I have been um, teaching and learning so much so I could hold myself um, in certain ways, but I saw a few other ladies and when it's a mixed um, group, to be honest, sometimes boundaries are crossed mm. and, um, and you are in a vulnerable place. So it's very fragile, I think. So, I always recommend women that, okay, you want to try it with men, do it. But first do your little work by yourself. And yes, then you yes. know how to hold those boundaries for yourself. And I love yeah, that. That's, yeah. that's a great advice. I love that. And that allows you to focus on yourself first mm-hmm. too. Because you right? are distracted. Of, you see men yeah. around, it, you are distracted. <laughs> and they're attracted to you. Exactly. And, you are distracted, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it kinda, <laughs> yeah, it kind of takes you, you know, and I feel like doing the, you know, the workshops with men and women, like that's a different dynamic. So you'll be learning in there, you know, and I feel mm. like starting by just you, you know, working on you and finding your boundaries and what, then you step into the, the, mm. the one with the, you know, both. Yeah. And then you can really hold it. Yeah. Like you said, hold that boundary. You're not mm. jumping in there and be like, wait, wait a minute wait, what's my boundary? What is, you know, yes. so that's a great well, advice. Let's not have it for now. Yeah. <laughs> and then regret later. <laughs> totally, totally. No, that's a great this is exactly, advice. This is exactly what happened in one of the uh, recent retreats that I, I witnessed that, you know, there are big, big teachers who do this in really big numbers. So like 50 members yes. and oh. retreat. And um, they cannot give you that um, that personal attention. So if yes. you are a beginner, go to a smaller group where you can get that personal attention. And um, yeah, mixed ones can can create more harm than you think. And yeah, absolutely. So this now I'm curious what what happens in a workshop. What exactly is going on in the workshop? Because I don't want us to like <laughs> leave one? the interview. I know, right? <laughs> Enlighten us, because I can I can see that most of us are thinking like, oh, it's like an orgy thing, you know, <laughs> in a group setting. So let's get clear on that, so that people are mm-hmm. getting that what what is happening in a workshop. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the traditional Tantra is based on uh, mantra, yantra, and tantra. So tantra, which means ritual. So mantra, yantra, and ritual. So mantra, as you know, like the chanting, the devotional practice. Yantra is uh, creating um, sacred um, art. And uh, rituals are the goddess practices. So when you go to a tantra, tantra retreat, um, as far as I know, and what I do, that's what I can speak of. <laughs> yes. Is you, do, um, you do temple practices of um, sorts of what women used to do in this ancient ages. So it's about you going and exploring through your sound, your breath, your movement, through mm -hmm. conscious touch, um, your boundaries, your healing, your uh, pain, and all of that. You, know, you do goddess rituals, you do yoni worship. You, there doesn't have to be nudity. Although once again, uh, temple practices in ancient times involved nudity among women, uh, not because they would you know, sexually uh, engage, but because they did not see the body as the sin or as the bad thing or nudity as the bad thing. Instead, you know, women came together to nourish um, through conscious touch and practices so that when they go to their men, they are not coming from an yes. empty space. This yeah. was a very popular practice. So we get involved in a lot of ceremonies. So this is also the moment for you to um, step out of your busy hustle, hustling mind and go into um, ceremonies with other sisters. And when, when women are sharing their stories of um, their pain, you know, I see every woman nodding, every woman crying. And so it's a lot of body practices. And when you do this for the first time with men, it can be a little bit um, too intimidating um, to go into conscious touch and all of that. Because yes, uh, a lot of us have been uh, not touched in ways um, that has uh, brought us comfort. And a lot of us don't like like a lot, I know a lot of women are uncomfortable with the fact uh, just of conscious touch. Yeah. So relaxing your body through conscious touch of other women, you know, calms down our crazy hormones, you know, our adrenals. And it's, it's, these are sacred practices. So which is why I like to do them in, um, in the group and exploring different senses. And also it, it involves a lot of breathwork practice. Breathwork practice is a big part of Tantra. And of course, learning um, to channel uh, orgasm. First learning to uh, open the channels of orgasm and then building it up to the higher centers, uh, rotating in our body and all of those beautiful, juicy feminine practices. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So um, I'm curious, where do you hold your um, workshops? Where are your workshops usually? Yeah, so, well, it, it has been, I've been doing that in Blastonbury in, in the UK. Um, this year, I came to India to do my retreat in Kerala. And it didn't happen because of COVID. Yes. So it's been cancelled. But in the past, I've been doing retreats in Glastonbury and in Spain. So um, these are the two major countries where, where women gathered from all around the world. It's really beautiful to see women of different colors, age, um, coming together and you know, leaving their differences aside and going into the circle with the sacred intention of you know, reconnecting their innate wisdom. Mm. So that's how I like to say this. They are reconnecting with their innate wisdom. Yes. They're not coming to 
heal their broken parts. I love that. That sounds so delicious. Oh my gosh. Sounds amazing. So where, um, for the listeners, for all of us, where do we begin if we want to begin um, embarking on this journey of sacredness? Yeah, so um, as I said, that um, Tantra is um, in a whole an embodiment practice. And for the feminine, this is a gift. You know, embodiment mm-hmm. is the gift. So um, going into uh, practices that involve sound, breath, movement, is really good. What I like to say is if women is interest, are interested in Tantra to start with what I call solo Tantra, which mm. is very much practicing all those tantric practices or even all those orgasmic practices with yourself. Because then you understand your body so well that when you go and do this with a partner, you can come together in tantric, uh, in tantric ways, in tantric sex, in tantric rituals. But even if I know a lot of women desire that, I have a lot of women coming to me saying that I want my, my husband to be, you know, a tantric, but he doesn't understand. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> me too. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And so I always ask, okay, so what is your solo tantra practice? Do you have a solo tantra practice? Because... If you don't have, then why are you bothered to make him do anything for you? Exactly. And um, so I like the, the, the pelvic floor practices using sound, breath, movement. I have a program called the Jade Egg Magic where, um, where I teach all of that, which women can do by themselves. So uh, Tantra is not always about having a partner to do with. You can do this exploration inside of you and which makes it even more juicier when you go and meet the partner. And if you already have this long-term partner and you want that person to join you, I think the best way is to, you know, you start showing up in that way and you start enjoying your own self through the tantric, through the weaving and, um, and wait and see what unfolds. Because I've tried uh, changing, that doesn't work. <laughs> I've tried convincing, and then that takes me into my head. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's just forget about it. Let me just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy my practices. And then things yes. happen naturally. Yes, I love that. Um, so with that said, let's go into, um, so you do have programs that, help with the solo practices that teach the solo practices yes yes so uh, i i do have uh, programs and self-guided programs where you learn to connect activate your uh, firstly your sexual centers and then learn how to move those energies to your uh, heart consciousness and your higher consciousness and um it's it's you know it's about it's not not just as we spoke all the time it's not just about sex but utilizing those energies to activate our vitality, our life force energy. Yes. And especially for us women who are, you know, um, aging, as the word says, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like to use that, but yeah, you know, as we are growing gracefully, um, our hormonal um, secretions go down. And so it's really important for us to maintain our vitality, we indulge into these practices. And these are also one of the reasons why women did these practices uh, in ancient times, not just to have great sex, 
but for their own vitality and longevity and beauty and all of that. Yes, all of it. The radiance. The, yes, all of it. Oh, I love it. So how, if, if someone wants to work with you, how do they find you? They can find me, uh, they can look for my name. <laughs> I'm on Facebook and my website is also falljohnitadisuza.com, exploringfeminity.com, it's the same website. So um, now I'm confining myself to um, YouTube and Facebook only, so that's the place you can find me. And if anyone has any questions about uh, finding a Tantra practitioner, I, I always uh, say that, I, I never say that, okay, come work with me because I know some of the specialty um, practices are done by other members in that specific area and all of that. So feel free to get in touch with me and I can guide you. Absolutely. I, I highly recommend Jonita, like just oozing with goddess energy and wisdom and just ancient knowledge. I seriously, thank you. Thank you for gifting us with your presence and your wisdom again on this beautiful podcast. I'm, ex I'm so excited now to learn more about it because for me, like my thing, like my definition of Tantra was when I'm dancing. So when I'm moving my hips, when I'm allowing the undulations to move from my legs all the way up, my hips, my stomach all the way, like that was Tantra to me because it brought me right into my body. It brings that sacredness right into my body. I feel and you're weaving. Yes. So, yeah. So now I'm just, I'm so excited to expand it even more and really embody more of it. So you're going to be hearing from me anyways. So <laughs> I want to learn more about it. Um, but yes, again, if you have any questions, feel free. I'm going to post um, um, her website and just ways that you can contact Janita underneath it in the show notes. So look for it and send her any messages you have about Tantra, practicing it um, and go from there. Like this is such a powerful tool that we as human beings have, and it has been so misunderstood. Let's step away from the misunderstanding and begin to see the light that it's bringing us, the gift that it has and the blessings that it has. And let's begin to incorporate this ancient wisdom in our lives so that we can live that fulfilled, yummy, delicious life that we're craving. We're craving yeah. to live. Like, yes. <laughs> right? Who doesn't want that? I love, yes, I want that. I want all of it. I want to feel great in my body. And I want to share that amazingness with, you know, people that are in my circle. I want them to feel it so that they can spread it too. So if you're feeling this, make sure that you contact Janita and talk to her and chat her up with it. <laughs> so yeah, again, yeah. thank you, my love, for joining me on this podcast oh. episode. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I enjoy speaking with you so much. It's just so so much fun and we match in our frequencies of exploration and contemplation and laughter so i love it how Thank beautiful you. is this work <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening and just being such an amazing supporter of this um, podcast. I'm so excited for, you know, what next year is going to be bringing. But this, we're ending this year with this amazing podcast. So I hope you enjoy and go back and listen to the past one because seriously, the, the divine, the dark feminine one was just, it was amazing. Like I learned so much from it. So go back and check it out and then come back and listen to this and re-listen to it again. But thank you so much for your support. 
and for being here from my heart to yours until next time bye everyone That's my entourage, man. The posse I bring. Vibrating at the highest frequency of the bunch. Every soul shall adapt to match that at once. Oh, how we channel high mammal, no dunce. Cap who it fits, do with this what he wants. Merlin style, curling like, like prisms. Past lifetime, regressions, new